Welcome. And thank you for joining the Father's Vineyard podcast. We are located at 724 Oakland Road in Spindale, North Carolina, and invite you to join us. We are a church that loves God, loves people, and makes a difference. Now, let's join today's service. Amen, amen. Uh, There's another prayer request. Uh, Our daughter-in-law... Anne-Marie, her mother and uh, her sister, Anne-Marie's sister, fell Thursday. Um, uh, her sister had some complications, and her mother was helping her, and they fell, and they're both injured. And uh, we want to make sure that we pray for them. And, and this lady here asked me to pray for her husband, and uh, we want to make sure that we do that. So uh, let, let's, let's, remember, let's remember them, Okay. Father, we just thank you that uh, no matter where we are, no matter when it is, you're always with us, and we can always come to you. So we come to you now with a a heart that is crying out for all these that are sick, and we pray for Pat and Kate, and we ask you, Father, that you would touch their bodies and bring healing to them. Lord, help them to recover. And uh, Lord, we pray for this lady's husband, that he finds the direction that he needs to come to you and that he can follow you all the days of his life. So, Father, we love you, we worship you, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Merry Christmas. Christmas. How's everybody? Good, I hope. Great. Awesome. Like Tony the Tiger. Great. Yeah. And uh, that Tony the Tiger also has this. I'm out of the box. I'm a little flaky but I'm real sweet, <laughs> frosty flakes. Sweet parts, you'll have to ask Brenda. You know, I may be fibbing, who knows. Look to your neighbor and say, what say you? What say you? Ask, tell your other neighbor, what say you? What say you? Is what you say, does it make a difference? Do words matter? And how you respond to the Lord, does it matter? Absolutely. I want you to go to Luke 1, verse 5. Starting with verse 5, Luke 1, verse 5. It says, In the days of Herod, the king of Judea, there's a certain priest named Zacharias, and his wife's name was Elizabeth. Verse 6, They were both righteous, note this, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. I want you to watch that. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and... Um, <clears throat> they both were now well-stricken in years. I, I said, well-stricken. See, I don't know what well-stricken is. I'm not old. <laughs> Correct? Three people. <laughs> Three people. I'm not old. <laughs> I'm getting older. You're not old. We're getting older. But anyway, they're beyond the years in the natural form. And the Bible says it came to pass that uh, as he executed his priestly duties before God, he was ministering to the Lord. Zacharias is actually ministering to the Lord. And uh, he's in the temple. In verse 9, he's, he's burning the incense, and he went into the temple of the Lord to minister to the Lord. And the whole, group, whole multitude of people were out praying uh, at that very time of the incense was burning. Verse 11, and there, while he was ministering to the Lord, focusing on the Lord, 
as he was ministering on the Lord and ministering to the Lord, there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now, I've read this passage, I can't tell you how many times, but in, in praying and asking God, you know, about what we're supposed to share today, I was very well impressed upon him, he pressed upon me by him, that uh, we really need to understand that words matter. So I, I never had thought about the angel appearing on the right side. So I got to studying and looking, and the right side of the, the right hand of the Lord, the right hand of the Lord means honor, power, and authority with God. Honor, power, and authority with God. And also, it is the hand of blessing. It's the right hand of fellowship, but it's the right hand of blessing. They would lay their right hand on them when I was going to bless them. So you see that the significance of the right hand of God and on the right hand it matters to God. And I also noticed this. Didn't know this. Uh, over, uh, uh, the Bible says that Joshua, the high priest, was standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. So Satan stands on the right hand. Why does he do that? He accuses your strength. He accuses your strength that you're, you are not anything but who you are and nothing to God. That's the accusation. You won't be able to make it. How many of you ever heard you won't be able to make it? How many of you have ever heard I'm not going to make it? I'm not going to finish this. I'm not going to be able to do this. How many of you are... I'm just not going to be able to do that. You heard that. So that came from Satan, from your right hand, from your place of strength. And I, I, I was taken in awe about that. Because the angel of the Lord knows that, so he is standing on what side? The right side. He's already there to defend Zacharias. He's already there. To proclaim what God has to say. But even, even when, when Satan is standing there. The Lord says to Satan. The Lord rebuke you. That's what he has for Satan. The Lord rebuke you. And he's rebuking Satan today. When a, an accusation is made. How many of you know that the enemy's part of his job is to accuse you? To make accusations about you. And to accuse you before God. But see, we have an advocate with the Father. We have, we have the lawyer who paid it all. We didn't have to pay the lawyer. He was the ad advocate, and he paid it all. That's the reason we can celebrate today with communion, knowing that he paid it all. He paid for our sickness. All this sickness, see, that's where we take. There's healing in communion. When you discern properly the body, being given and being strapped and being beaten for our healing. Uh, it, it, that's the reason communion is extremely important. So he's standing at the right hand, and Zacharias saw the angel and was troubled. And that word troubled means disturbed and annoyed. So Zacharias is disturbed and annoyed, and fear fell upon him. And the angel of the Lord said, Don't be afraid. Your prayer has been answered. 
See, he came to deliver, to, to deliver a message. He said, and thy, for thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son. Hmm. And you shall call him John. Then he goes on to describe they're going to be great. You're going to have great joy and gladness. You're going to rejoice at, at his birth. You're going to have, uh, he's going to have great uh, insight in the Lord. Great in the, he'll be great in the sight of the Lord. Uh, he won't drink wine or strong drink. He'll be filled with the Spirit, filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. So he begins to describe all this goodness, the good tidings of this angel. He begins to describe all this. And he goes on and said, He'll come in the spirit of Elijah, turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. And to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Boy, I, that is a great announcement, don't you think? But Zacharias is disturbed and annoyed. And he's ministering to the Lord. You know what that tells me? You can be in the midst of ministry and not be focused on him. On what he's saying right now. Of what he's wanting to tell you right now. You can be all involved in, in ministry because you're getting to minister. And you can be all involved in that. And all swelled up. And then all of a sudden the Lord's talking to you and you get annoyed. Or you get distracted. Or you lose focus. And become troubled. And in the process of becoming trouble, <clears throat> he says to the angel, Whereby shall I know this? Look at somebody and say, Whereby? That word, I'm telling you, that word means so, so, so much in what we're talking about. And uh, he said, Whereby shall I know this? Then he says, For I am an old man. You notice you didn't hear me say I was an old man. Uh-uh, I'm getting older, but I'm not an old man. See, here he said, How shall, whereby shall I know this? For I'm old, and my wife is old too. She's stricken in years. Let's don't run by that word whereby. Let's find out what that word whereby means, and it will open up a lot of things for, you, for us. Whereby, this word means a high expression of doubt and disbelief. Not just little disbelief, a high expression of doubt and disbelief. Now, can you imagine, you have to sort of put this in, can you, can you imagine how he said, now, whereby is that going to happen? So he says, whereby with, with high expression of doubt and disbelief, and in it requires a sign before believing is released. It requires a sign before believing is released. Hmm. It's saying, I won't believe until I see a sign. Whereby, I won't believe until I see a sign. He's, asking, he's saying, in modern day, he says, what else you got? What else you got? You, I heard all that, but what else you got? Have you ever felt like, have you ever responded that way to the Lord? Not in words, but in your attitude? 
But that's how he's responding. What else you got? I'm an old man. My wife's old. Yep, I'm going to need more than that before I believe. So let's review. He's ministering to the Lord. He's in the presence of the Lord. Ministering. He's in the temple. He's ministering to the Lord by burning the incense. And for him, that's what he's supposed to be doing. The angel appears to him with the news that his prayer has been answered. So he sees, he's troubled, he fears, he hears, but he still doesn't believe. He needs a sign. He needs something more than what he just got. He had more confidence in his natural state of being than he did in the power of the very one that he was ministering to. He had more confidence in his natural state of where he was than he did in the God that he was ministering to. You know, we can, we can be there. We can have more confidence in, in the very thing that we're going through. And we just, when I say confidence, when I say, this is the way it is. And we pronounce this is just the way it is. This is the way it is. This is, I got more confidence that it's going to stay this way than God ever changing it. And he's already made the announcement that he's going to change it. I need more than that, God. That's what he was saying. He said, in our, in our, in our walk today, we need to hear the voice of God. We need to heed to the voice of God. We need to hear it, and we need to heed to it. And the, and the angel answering him said unto him, Turn to your neighbor and say, unto him. You know what that means? It doesn't mean that he just turned to him and said something. That's an easy thing as we read, but unless we study, unless we find out what does that mean. You know what unto him means? It means I'm speaking to the one who is baffled, perplexed, and puzzled. The angel turned and was talking to the one that was baffled and perplexed and puzzled. That's what, he, that's what the Greek is in that, in that one, unto him. It's, it's baffled. He's baffled. He's, he's, he's uh, uh, yeah, puzzled, perplexed. And there's just things that's got his attention that the angel needs to speak to. Because he's, he's saying, I need a sign. Whereby, I need a sign. So the description here, he says, once he says unto him, and what does he say? I am Gabriel. He announces his name. He announces his own name. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak to you and to show you these good things. Basically, what he's saying, I'm, I've been, I'm, a, I'm come from God. I stand in the presence of God. And here you are, baffled at everything, and you, and you, you want a sign. Then he goes on and said, And behold, thou shalt be dumb, 
and not able to speak until the day that these things are performed. Here's your sign. All of a sudden, he's requiring a sign, and what sign does he get? That this is the power of God operating in his life? He can't speak until she has the baby. Why? Because he's requiring more of God than what God has already given. It's amazing to me. But I think this is more than an introduction. I think it's a rebuke as well. Now let's go on down to 20, 20, uh, verse 26. Verse 26 says, Now in the sixth month, this is the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel, notice he's not announcing his, introducing himself to saying who he is. He was sent from God, same angel, sent from God to go to Galilee called Nazareth. A, <clears throat> a virgin engaged to a man whose name is Joseph. The descendants of David, the virgin's name is Mary. And in coming in, he said, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. Then the Bible says, And she was greatly troubled. Uh-oh. We think. Okay, he was troubled. He was agitated, annoyed. So she was. No. Two different words. He was troubled and annoyed. This word that, that she's troubled, it means she is stirred to wonder. Her, her mind was thinking about, and what was she thinking about? It said she was stirred to wonder at the statement, at what he said. All it took for Zacharias was just seeing him. And he was annoyed. Mary was troubled. She was greatly troubled. In this, she was stirred to wonder. And the Bible said at the statement, and she kept pondering what kind of greeting, what kind of salutation is this? What is this? The angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. You have conceived in your womb and bear a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. We're in his kingdom today. It's still going on. He will have no end. Then Mary said, watch this, the parallels of this is, is good, but listen to this, and Mary, and the angel, <clears throat> no, Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Notice she didn't say, what, what's the word? Whereby? Whereby, she's not asking for a sign. She didn't say whereby. She said, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Implying. Here's my desire to know how you're going to pull this off. How are you going to do this, God? It wasn't the fact, oh, oh I can't believe that, and I'm not going to believe that until I hear, I, I hear more or see something. That wasn't Mary. Mary's, Mary's desire for her to, was to do whatever it was that the Lord wanted her to do. 
and she wanted to know more about it. So when God begins to speak to us, do we, do we respond with doubt, perplexed, puzzled, annoyed, disbelief? Because the angel said, you, have, you had disbelief. You didn't believe what I said. That's the reason he was struck that way. Silent. You didn't believe. Didn't believe in the words that I told you. But they're going to be fulfilled. See, Mary said, wow. I'm stirred with wonder. I'm stirred with the greetings that you have given that I'm supposed to fulfill. I'm stirred about all the things that you said, and I want to know more. It wasn't interrogating. It was wanting to know more about how this is going to happen. Not disturbed because it was going to happen, or it might not happen. Implying in what manner, in what way. Let me know how this is going to work. There's no skepticism. There's only wonder in how it's going to go. How is this going to work? Because she recognized she'd never been with a man. The angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. Not just a son, but the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth in her old age is now in her sixth month of pregnancy. Then he makes this statement. For nothing will be impossible with God. Say that. Nothing will be impossible with God. Say it again. That word nothing means no rhema. No rhema word. No rhema word. That word means no freshly spoken word of God will ever come to you that does not contain its ability to accomplish it. Any rhema word, any, any freshly spoken word of God that comes to you carries the power and the ability for it to operate and bring it to pass. It brings it with it. The word comes with the power to fulfill. All we have to do is say, yes. What say you? What say you? What, what say I about what? See, he says, he says Mary said, after, after he said, for nothing will be impossible with God. What's impossible for God? He said, nothing. Nothing. No rhema word that he speaks to you, no, word, no rhema word, no freshly, freshly given word of God is given to you without the power of that word fulfilling what he said. Think about it. He's not leaving it up to you. All he wants from you and I is, yes. What did she say? What, what was her response? 
Be it unto me according to your word. That's her yes. Be it unto me according to what you said. Let it happen. I say yes to it. We can't be listening to what God has to say and focused. And see, we can say, we can say, man, I just don't like, I don't like what's going on in my life, even while we're worshiping. Why? Distracted from the very one that we're worshiping. And he can change a thing, he can change it in a moment's notice. On the way, on the way here, we can, we can be disgruntled. We can be things, you know, I gotta get, gotta get this, gotta, gotta get that, gotta, bothered with all the details. And we struggle hearing God. And we struggle saying yes to God. We become like Zacharias and we become annoyed because things aren't going my way. And I don't know about this future that you're telling me about, God. She didn't know. Not been with a man and yet she's going to be pregnant. She's going to bring forth a child. How's that going to work? But she's wanting to know. She's, wanting, she's actually saying, here I am, be it unto me, let it happen. I say yes to it. I say yes. Yes, Lord. We ought to be quick to tell him yes when he wants us to do something. Very, very quick to say yes to God when he speaks to us. So when we, when we see this, we see that God's telling us some things today, and one of the things he's telling us in Mark 9, he says, all things are possible to him who believes. What things? No, no, no. All of you, what things? Is there one thing that he left out? No. All things, all things are possible to him who, who what? Who believes. Got to believe it. See, this is, a, this is a season of wonder and belief. You know, make... make TV shows about, do you believe? Do you believe in this season? Do you believe? Do you believe? What are you believing? I can tell you that nothing's impossible to you and for you if you're a believer. A lot of, a lot of people want to say, well, I'm a Christian. But that don't mean you're a believer. It may mean that you believed in Christ for your salvation, but you don't believe in him as your Lord. That's what it may mean. See, see I, we are followers of Christ. It means that we're, we're doing and we're believing that He is the Christ and we're believing He, he is the Savior. We believe He is the Deliverer. You're believing that He is the Healer. You're believing that He is the Provider and you're following Him. Your life is in, in concert with His walk instead of walking in doubt. You know, when he said, by my stripes, you are healed. I don't feel too good today. No, it's, I understand it. We're all human. But see, we can't stay in the place where we're annoyed or where we have disbelief. We've got to move from that place and come to the place of say, so be it. Lord, you said by your stripes I am, so be it. Be it unto me if you, as you according to your word. You're not going to make it. Lord, you said I am going to make it. You said I am free. 
and by your words, I believe, be it unto me everything that you said. Do you hear me? Everything that God has told you, he's, got, he's given you the power in that word to accomplish it. You don't even have to go find it. You have to say yes to it. What did you have to do other than saying, repent and, and say yes to Jesus? Did you work your way to salvation? Are you working on it now? Are you working, are you working on your life in God? Or are you just following? So we talked about that the other week. Paul dealt with that in, in, in the church. He said, look, look, how in the world can you say you started this, this, this walk in Christ by faith and now everything else you're going to work to get it? No, he's already given it. All God got to do is say yes to it. It's a simple what say you. It's a simple thing. Are we going to say yes, so be it? It's an amen. That's what amen means. So be it. Be it. Whenever we say amen to something, we're saying, so be it. Let it happen. Let it be unto me as you have spoken. That's how much confidence she had in her God. Knowing that she knew in the natural it was completely impossible. But yet, in that moment of impossibility to her, she said, yes, be it unto me. As you have spoken. So with that being said. Uh, we understand that God is saying that nothing is beyond my reach. The, the reach of my power. See we, we sometimes think God. You, you, you're, I'm be, I must be beyond your reach. Thinking things are not working out. That's not true. That comes from the right hand of God. That Satan brings to accuse you. He challenges the very strength he says, in our weakness, he's strong. I don't know. Yes, he is. Why is it? It's what he said. Let me tell you something else. It's what he said. So we've got, we got to get this right, and I'm wanting to close early. We do. We have to get this right. See, Thomas, Jesus is resurrected. Jesus comes in a room where the disciples are hiding from fear. They're just afraid of the Jews. Just afraid. We're next, guys. We're next. Jesus walked. Jesus, the Bible said the door's closed, and he just walks in. He didn't open the door. I, you know, if I was Jesus, now listen to me. This, this is a natural way of thinking. I'm thinking that I've already got a group of guys that's, that's scared and hiding and closed up and the door's locked. I just need to come in normal. That ain't what Jesus thought. Jesus showed them he's way beyond doors. He's way beyond walls. He's way beyond what we think is impossible. And he walks right through, comes right, and he just shows up in a room, just appears. That's how he chose. Thomas wasn't there, and, 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 they, they said, and then they tell, tell Thomas, 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 you got to see this. Oh, man, you got to hear this. Jesus came, and, and, and it was really him we saw his Scars, and we saw his hands, and we, said, we just saw all the, you, you. And Thomas, Thomas said these words, I will not believe until I see the, the, the hands, the side, and the feet. I won't believe until I see it. There's that sign again. That's the unbelief. 
Jesus has to come back eight days later. He walks in again the same way. And he looks at Thomas. And he said, Thomas, reach here, touch my hands. Reach here, touch my side. Touch my feet. And he said, oh, you're our Lord. You're our Lord and Savior. And he said, Thomas, you, you believe because you saw. But blessed is the man who believes and has never seen. So, what is this thing, what is this thing that we're saying I do to? What is this saying that we're saying so be it, say, saying yes to? Listen to this. Listen to this. And I'll have this next week. I didn't have time to do it today. What are we saying yes to? Listen to this. You are a new creation in Christ. Be it unto me according to your word. That's the response to every one of these. Be it unto me according to your word. Say that with me. Be it unto me according to your word. Well, what's the word? You're a new creation in Christ. You are a child of God. You're a branch of the true vine. You're a friend of Jesus. You're justified and redeemed. You're an heir of God, a co-heir of Christ. You're a sanctified saint. That's what the Bible says. You're a sanctified saint. But we, can, we consider ourselves sinners. The Bible calls you a saint. God calls you a saint because of his work, not because of yours, not because of mine. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. You're a member of the body of Christ. You're, a, you're an ambassador of Christ. So be it. So be it unto me. You're the righteousness of God. You have been chosen by God. You're holy and you're beloved. You're adopted. You're no longer an orphan. You're redeemed. You're forgiven. So be it. Be it unto me as you've spoken. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. I don't know. The Bible says you are. We're either going to be in doubt or we're going to say, yes, God. I'm sealed by your Holy Spirit. Are you all with me? That's, that's the power of this thing. You're made alive in God. You're raised and seated with Him in heavenly places. You're God's workmanship. You're a citizen of heaven. You're no longer a slave. You're free. Oh, my goodness. You're no longer. God leads me to triumph in the knowledge of Christ. I have been made one with all of those who are in Christ. I have been made one with all of you. Be it unto me of you, as you, according to your word. Uh, you, you have been blessed with a spiritual blessing in, high place, in the heavenly places. You've been brought near to God by the blood of Jesus. Oh, man. You're more than a conqueror. You need to say that today. You're, I am more than a conqueror. <laughs> say it out loud. I am... You know, more than a conqueror does not mean you barely won. It was, it was 16 to 15. You just barely made it. No, more than a conqueror means there ain't enough numbers on your side to put on the board. And there's a zero. The enemy is zero. I'm more than a conqueror. Be it unto me according to your word. So the next time you fight a battle, understand that I am the light to others and I exhibit the goodness and righteousness and truth God's power works through me I am assured that all things work together for my good because I'm loving God I am fully forgiven I belong to God that's just 30 things that I wrote down 
that God is saying, this is who you are. This is who I say you are. Our response should be what? Come on. We can say amen, which means be it unto me as you have spoken. Be it unto me. Next time you study your Bible and you read your Bible and you see something that God's saying about you, listen to this one. Listen to this one. I am an awesome spirit being of magnificent worth as a person. Yes or no? God made you that way. All of this is because of him, not because of you, not because of me. I am deeply loved of God. I am completely forgiven by God. I am fully pleasing to God. I am totally accepted by God. I am complete in Christ. I am the handiwork of God. I am full of God's purpose and destiny. God has gifted me. God has placed me. God has arranged me. God has appointed me. I am unique to the body of Christ. There has never been another, uh, another person like me in the history of mankind. Nor will there ever be. And sometimes we say, thank God there ain't another you. <laughs> I'm just being funny. I needed that. <laughs> no, no, it's a, I, there was, I'm unique. There'll never, I, I, nor will there ever be anybody else like me. I am an original, one of a kind, really somebody, and so are you. Turn, turn to somebody and say, so are you. Believe God. Trust God. Follow God. Be it unto me according to your word. Amen? So here's the question. What say you? Yes. Say yes to God. Follow him. He'll never, ever let you down. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. Maybe someone is here today that, that you don't know him, and he doesn't know you as his son or his daughter. Maybe you want to say yes to God. I surrender my life to you. I turn from my sin, and I turn to you. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand. Today's your day. If that's you, God bless you, sir. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Brother Doug, if you'll come down. If you, if you guys, if you, if you will just make your way to this altar, we'll take just a minute or two with you and just lead you into this land that's called promised land. It's called kingdom. His kingdom. So if you're serious about that, come on down. Come on. Come on. We're here, we're here to love on you. We're, here, we're not here to judge anybody. We're here to love on you. Come on. Amen. 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 Could, Brenda, could I get some ladies to help? God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Let them pray for you. Let them pray for you. Amen. This is the best Christmas present you'll ever have. In Jesus' name. So let's extend our hands to these, these precious people. And you begin to pray. Don't, don't fake out. Do you hear me? Don't fake out. Stretch your hand to these and pray right now for these people. Just, just pray. I need somebody to pray here. Somebody pray. Thank you.
Thank you. Saying yes to God. Oh, what a day. God bless you, sir. I just, I just met him just a few moments ago. Brother Mike, can you come up and help? Can, can you come up and help pray for these? How many of you would like to say, I stand before God with an understanding today by the power of the Holy Spirit that I've not always said yes to him. And I'm going to change that. You want to make a commitment to change that. I want you to just lift up both hands because I've got both of mine up. Lift up. I, I, I'm surrendering. And I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I hear you. And there's times when I didn't readily say yes. And there's times when I doubted you when you wanted me to do something. And today I stand before you and with a repentant heart. And we ask you, Lord, just show us what to do. And Lord, our heart is ready to walk with you and to walk the walk that you walked. So I surrender today in Jesus' name. Amen. She's got, you're happy over here. Amen. That's good. That's good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what are you going to say the next time you see what the Lord wants you to do? What are you going to say? Yes. Don't doubt him. The enemy is always there at the right hand saying, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's going to cost you, and it may cost you, but it'll be the very thing that you need to do because God rewards those who are diligently faithful to him. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the so many promises that you've given us. And Lord, we do turn, we do repent from those, those things, that, those times that we haven't. Our Lord, you're going to ask us to do things that are impossible. But with every time you say you, you, you want us to do something, you're going to send the power to work in us to be able to do and fulfill everything that you said. Amen? Turn to somebody and say, Merry Christmas. God bless you. We'll see you. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope today's worship and study of God's Word was encouraging to you. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us by going to fathersvineyard.org. That's fathersvineyard.org. Thank you again, and we hope we can see and hear from you soon. Until next time.